Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. On today's episode, my friend and the founder and CEO of Eternity, Nick Rose, is on the podcast. My friend, how are you? Hey, Buster. Thanks for having me, buddy. Um, all great here on the on the NFT hustle, and everything is working well. This is this is exciting. You, you know, Eternity really got me into nfts you know becoming an advisor right before launch and then watching the progression and the uh, the massive uptick in interest then yeah. the drop off you know there was like a three-ish month span where people said that what had just happened was a fad and yeah. then it and then the whole market just slapped all those people right in the face yeah. and came back up how have the last five months been for you yeah, it'd be the same for me. Um, I've been around for a while. I've, I've been in crypto since 2011. And so I've seen those ups and downs. Like I used to stress and I used to say, wow, what can happen now? Everything goes back to zero. It's, it's not going anywhere. When, when, when the best advice I have for people who are new to crypto in general, NFTs, because NFTs are fully correlated to the cryptocurrency market, is zoom out. Zoom out and look how it started in 2009 and look at it where it is today, right? So the, 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 the uptrend keeps, keeps, keeps taking place. The, it keeps tra trading high, higher and higher. More people, more institutions are jumping into crypto and blockchain technology and obviously now NFTs, which is a digital revolution for collectibles and art in my opinion. But um, yeah, man, no stress, no matter what happens. Market condition doesn't phase us at all, and I don't think anyone who's involved into that, that market uh, should be phased. It's all, everything about long term, and what are you building long term? Hundred percent. Now, why? What made you want to start a platform? Because I know you got in early in CryptoPunks. I know you got in early in Bitcoin. But what made you want to start an NFT platform over things around either of the former? Well, first of all, I'm a collector, and I've been texting you on the side. How can I get into the physical stuff? We're doing digital, but physical I've, I've, got a, I've got a gift for you today. It's a surprise, though, but Great. we're going to get you started today. Great. So doing digital, I love digital. I think everything is turning digital, but physical doesn't is not going on to go anywhere. Like physical art and physical collectibles, you know, some of those things are culture. You can't destroy a culture, right? Um, in, my, in my opinion, the physical things will get more value in, in the long run. Um yeah, so I've been a collector my, my whole life. I I've, I started collecting Panini trading cards when I was like 11. But the soccer, <laughs> soccer stickers? Yeah, the soccer ones. The, the soccer yeah. ones when I was 11 and like, you know, the ones that you like stick on the album and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, So I was always a fan of the industry. Um, I got into Bitcoin. I got into this um, trading uh, mentality, buying, selling, buy, selling. I was never really happy doing that. You know, obviously it was paying off big time, but building something from scratch and creating a product was what I wanted always to do. And, you know, that's what I did with Eternity. I've been building this since 2018 uh, with Marcelo, who's our main dev and, 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 and co-founder. Um, yeah. And, you know, here we are I launched uh, this March, took us, took us a while, but here we are. And, you know, we're very, very excited with what we're building. Now it's impossible to pick out individual drops, but like the one behind you, the Leo Messi drop, just happened. I know you're a huge soccer fan. How how did this one come to fruition? Yeah. And I know now the secondary sales are 
higher than the initial sales, which is the most important point in any collectible class. In anything, in anything. It's all about the customers making money on this thing. Obviously, obviously you want to create beautiful art and to create beautiful art, you need to use great artists like Boss Logic, uh, like Impossible Brief, Visual Lab, Rob Grosseti, which we worked on the Muhammad Ali drop. Um, it has to be a combination of, of, of beautiful art. Obviously, the IP holders have to make money and the customers, right? We're looking at this more from a community customer standpoint than, than a corporate standpoint that we want to sell it for as much money as possible and make as many millions as we can in a day. You know, I hate that right. narrative. But a lot of celebrities are coming into the market. They try to do Over, just Overnight, that. yeah, it's, it's the worst. I hate, I hate that. I hate it that. It ruins Listen, message, all credibility. The, the, the message drop did crazy numbers broke the record for any athlete uh, in, on the NFT space, but still the community is making money. They spent $10,000 to buy that piece that's behind me the month from tomorrow that made from Boss Logic. And it, it went at some point for 60K. Now I think it's like 40, 45, I haven't checked today, but it resells for, for a lot more. And, 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 and that's the beauty of it. And, and something I don't want to, I don't know if you want to talk about that later, uh, Messi, as, 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 as an individual and as an IP owner of his own image, he'll be receiving royalties forever, owning that piece. And whoever buys it, 10% goes back to him. No matter if he's placed, no matter if he retires or even yeah. when he passes. <laughs> that, that's the thing that, about digital, which you, know, you have to love, right? Like one of the things that I collect are vintage presidential signatures. The love families that. of Abraham Lincoln are not getting you know, cuts these, these cuts don't just go to Messi, but they eventually go to his kids and his kids' kids. Fantastic. Generations down, you know, securing financial uh, comfort and everything else. So that aspect of it, that you can mint, you know, financial security for your grandchildren is something that has never been true before and impossible, even in real world assets in gold and silver, you know, what people do. Like what uh, a buddy of mine owns a coin shop. He says when people, when really old guys come in, they buy a lot of silver and then put it in a safe so that it doesn't get taxed. You know, through NFTs is a much better way. It's much you know, better. It's decentralized. You only need the consensus of the market to actually believe that this thing is worth something. And you don't need the consensus of any centralized agencies or, or banks or any authorities to tell you what you can make. Like, you can take silver and put it on, on, a, on a thing and banks kind of like have to handle this for you. So the blockchain is centralized. Everything is automated. So, you know, this is a new era, man. This is, this is the future. And that we're, we're very excited that we're on the forefront of, of at least the collectible side of things because there is a lot of things in the blockchain, not just collectibles. A hundred percent. And, you know, some of the stuff that comes with these sorts of NFTs, you know, to talk about the utility aspect of it, that to me is the craziest thing. I think one day, and I'm curious what you think, I think one day in the next 10 years, there will not be a single ticket that isn't sold as an NFT. I agree. I agree because everything is minted in the blockchain. They have a timestamp. You can't, you can't forge it. You can't, you can't tamper it. You can't do anything with it. I, I love it. There should be a company. I wish I had time to do this as well, but there should be a company. There are some actually, they, they are trying to do tickets now. We've been contacted by some to do partnerships and stuff, but uh, I love it. I 100% agree. Cool. I think teams themselves, teams teams and brands should do this themselves. Yeah, that you think it should be individually done? Yeah, I mean, listen, like there will be the um, RE ticket master who will do it for them, right. but, but 
you can own your own royalties. Like, like those imagine tickets that's being sold and they become collectibles at the same time. I, I, if I go inside my room, I have I have the ticket I went to the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Mm-hmm. Not that it was any massive boxing event, but it was the first big crossover fight between an MMA yeah. fighter and a boxer. So I kept the ticket. Uh, so I'm sure they'll think, sell for a bunch, by the way, physically. Exactly. <laughs> I think in 10 years, this ticket will be, holy shit, that's the, the ticket from that fight that took place back then, right? right. So oh, I have to store it in my room or my safe, right? I, I it would be much easier if I can just store it on my MetaMask. That's true. The one yeah. thing, though, that I'm curious your thoughts on is you can make a physical aspect digital, but can you make a digital aspect or, or a digital icon, NFT, physical in any way? Yes, actually there is. And that's very funny that you're bringing this up. Well, obviously it's easier to make physical things digital, but the same way we create, you're creating a digital item, you can replicate it on a physical. Let me tell you what we're working on. And after I want to give a shout out to an artist that I love and I'm, I'm about to buy his art right now and I'll tell you what he's doing. So we're working on a deal right now with a massive um, car um, motor company, right? big brand massive brand so what we're going to do is we get an art well get an artist to create a three to create a to take a car paint it however he wants it's it's up to his to him what he wants to do with it right so he'll create a 3d render of how he wants the car to look we'll sell sell the car as an nft and the, the company has to make the same exactly car to a, to a physical car i don't know what he's gonna do he might put feathers on it he might i don't know what he's going to do he might do some crazy shit uh, down there but the, whoever buys that NFT will get the car with it as well. And that car might be a very expensive. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's some real utility. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You get a car, you pay premium, but you get the car made by this artist, right? You still get the brand. You still get the functionality. You still get the, the, the performance, but you're getting the car branded in an artistic way by your favorite artist per se. One of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing, and somebody just texted me this a few days ago, he's thinking about selling his apartment and you know where I'm going with this. He is yeah. thinking about listing it. He's thinking about listing it, you know, for whatever it is, tens of thousands of ETH. Um, but do you think that eventually all houses in real estate turn into NFTs? Ooh, I don't know. It's a tough prediction to make. I don't think all, but I'd say that I tried to buy a house in 2017 with Bitcoin and the guy said, no, he'd have really triple his money right now. But yeah, I bet he's kicking himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but listen, man, o- open-minded people and, and people who can see those things and, and, and blockchain believers will, 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 will try it. Yes. I don't know now if these massive corporations are ready for it yet. Eventually they will be. Um, I'm, I personally would buy everything in Bitcoin if I could. Um, but, but, Bitcoin and any other currency, by the way, it's not only Bitcoin. There's a lot of great projects that have underlying protocols that I, I support. Um, but um, yeah, man, I, I, the, the future is bright for blockchain in general. Speaking of which, speaking of currencies that you can now use, earn an OpenSea. What that, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that this, was great. this is game changing. Yeah, that, 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 that was great. Uh, thank you to the OpenSea founders. Uh, we've been working very closely together and they now accept ERN as payments. Obviously, if the seller wants to, you know, you can, you can edit and accept ERN for payments right now, uh, which is fantastic for our underlying utility pro- protocol. You know, our token is, 
is made there to give utility to our community. You know, it's not available in the US for now, but everywhere else in the world, our, 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 our customers and, and community members can, can use our token to buy things and pay memberships and be part of our community. That's super exciting. Um, now, in terms of your personal NFT collection, you were showing me uh, your watch. Yeah. You one of your crypto punks on your Apple watch, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. And I took, I took it off because I don't want people to see what which punk I own because I don't want them to know my wallet. <laughs> that's smart. That's smart. There, there are a lot of wallet stalkers out there. That's a new, that's a, a new thing that I've seen. I almost don't even want my own to be my name because it's so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm using punks as my profile photo, um, but um, listen, blockchain have, has great things, transparency, but privacy is very important. And sometimes you don't want people knowing how much crypto is in your wallet, right? Like any random person can send you anything. So that's good. good. There's nothing they can do. They can just see, right? But you know, privacy is very important in my opinion. So um, I, I always use NFTs I buy and NFT products I support um, in my profile pic. Uh, but I never use the right ones. I always use different ones because I just don't I want to keep my wallet address private. Well, I have 60 wallets. So just one of my wallets private. I have my NFTs. 60 wallets. Of course. You got to diversify, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but you were telling me you were uh, standing next to somebody who had a very nice watch. And you were, you were saying, and what, what was that story? <laughs> That's a freaking funny story, man. So I was in Malibu with a bunch of my friends when I was in LA and, and uh, I was wearing my Apple Watch. I always wear an Apple Watch. I never wear anything else. I'm, I like Apple Watches. And uh, a friend of mine was next to me and he was wearing a uh, Richard Mill. That was whatever. And um, somebody made a comment. Oh, you guys still look alike. He goes like, oh, cool. Yeah, I agree. And he goes, the only difference is one's wearing a Richard Mill and the other's wearing an Apple Watch. And I go, yeah, they, they never got it. They, they were like, oh my God, the Richard, Richard Mill is like 300 grand. The Apple Watch is nothing. The Apple Watch had a crypto punk here. And I was just, I just <laughs> laughed and I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just funny. It's just funny to this JPG. It's like the, the, the I, I was looking at today. I have it, I have it up here, the crypto punks. Um, yeah. The cheapest crypto punk is $400,000. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. What was it a month ago? Like 40,000? 75 to 40 but uh something to say here crypto bonds were giving away for free to to believers and community members in 2017 i was just asking you before we came on which you know you thought had had been better you know getting an early in bitcoin or getting an early in nfts and you know bitcoin always costed more than yeah free well sure bitcoin has outperformed any everything and anything but still, CryptoPunks, you got them for free. You just had to claim them. Some people claim 30 CryptoPunks. Like you go on the history and you'll see somebody claimed the crypto, CryptoPunk for free and now sold it for a million dollars. And you said, somebody just gave this guy free money. But it's not about giving somebody free money. It's about believing in a project because the person who paid nothing for it, he could have sold, sold it two years ago when people offered him 20 grand. 20, free, 20, 20 grand for free, it's, it's, it's something. So it's a lot yeah. of money for a lot of people, right? So he didn't take it. He held on it. And now he can sell it for, for, for some those obscene, obscene amounts. It's true. How, how early do you think we are in terms of NFT 
collectibles because physical collectibles there's recorded history of people in the ancient roman days collecting things coins and things like that yeah. whereas you know nfts didn't exist you know yeah if just a few years ago yeah well my personal opinion and non not financial advice we have, we have to clarify that because a lot of people take things you say and they go in the reverse all, all their life savings and they tell you you told me to do that and yeah don't don't do that yeah, <laughs> i think i'm going heavy in nfts and in a lot of our collections and 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 and, and that's just my personal strategy and 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 other projects for the past two years so i really believe in nfts i really believe in long-term value myself and i think that we're we're just scratching the surface where we just started People doesn't even know how to use MetaMask or Coinbase wallet or any of those wallets. It's too complicated. I myself have been around for a while and I couldn't. I was we're working with Polygon now for our second layer solution um, for speed and low gas fees, and I could not bridge my wallet. I had to call our lead dev to tell like to, to ask him, Hertz, how do I bridge my wallet? Why what the hell this thing is not working? So trust me, if I can't do it, a lot of new people can't do it for now. So. It's still too early. This still this thing will become way more user friendly in the future, and people will be able to buy seamlessly and use crypto seamlessly. So the moment that moment when that moment comes, that's when I think the big boom will will take place. Now we're just really the believers and the dreamers and the people who believed for a long time and people who actually are curious, like yourself and Jeremy and other friends of ours who who actually are curious to to see what is that. It doesn't matter how old are you. It doesn't matter. All you gotta do is be curious. And, 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 and go to YouTube and do how to use MetaMask. It's not that hard. All you got to do is do it. And write down your seed phrase and don't tell anybody. <laughs> Never lose this fucking seed phrase, yes. <laughs> I think hold it to your chest because I, I'm sure you know, we've, everybody has so many friends. I mean, it, it happens to the best of us. I don't even have mine. My attorney has mine. Lots of trust there, but I don't even have mine. I don't have anything to do with them. My, my attorney has People I don't will break have, into I don't people's houses. I don't know anything. What? People will break into houses just to get seed phrases. Yeah, I don't have them. Feel free to come breaking. I don't have anything, buddy. <laughs> I cut my finger. I don't have anything. <laughs> just an Apple Watch. That's why, that's why, that's why, you know, working with an attorney that you trust is the best way, I think, to do that. Obviously, you can have a security box in a bank and keep all that stuff. But whatever, man. No, a hundred percent. How do good you, people out there? Not everybody wants to roll people. <laughs> how do you evaluate what a good NFT is, separate from everything Eternity? And all of this is obviously applied to everything on Eternity. But how do you evaluate what is a good NFT? Is it all how early it was made? Is it all who it's by? Because nowadays, most of the people who are probably listening to this go after an nft or see an nft because a celebrity put it out but if a celebrity put it out um just independently or with certain platforms it's often just a cash grab and they don't care about it and if they don't care yeah. about it then it goes down in the secondary and the result of that is you lose money how do you evaluate what's a good nft well first of all the first there's many reasons how you evaluate nfts the first thing you have to ask yourself is why are you buying this is because you like it, is because you wanna make money of it. What's the reason you wanna buy this thing, right? The same reason we buy anything in life, right? You it, don't look at it as an investment in terms, okay, I'm gonna buy this stock, it's gonna appreciate. The, the way I look at NFTs is if I like them first. Now, 
respect to the guys who are buying them as an investment. That's their, their thing. A lot of them have been done very, very well, have been doing very well with it. Uh, but like I said, it's a risky business, man. The market always has have the last word. So advice number one, you have to like it, in my opinion. I buy them as a collector. If you buy them as an investor, though, which is I really, really respect, date and when it was created, by whom, who is the artist? What's, you know, look, look, go do some research on the artist. What does his stuff, what does his NFTs or actual artwork sell for, right? So you compare, is that a good deal? If his artwork sells for $3 and he sells you his for $100, something is wrong here. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? Especially if it's early, if it's a new collection, right? Um, number three, in collectibles, for Leo Messi, for example, because we launched this NFT, so the NFT Leo Messi, Leo Messi released with us, it's his first ever NFT in the blockchain. It's his first ever collectible. Leo Messi will always be Leo Messi. So that's the first license authenticated thing he did in the blockchain. No matter what he does tomorrow, no matter what he does next year or in 10 years, this is always going to be the first. So in my opinion, that has a lot of value, right? Pelé the same. Pelé did the first with us. Other athletes that did, like Rob Gronkowski, who did his with OpenSea, that's another very valuable one. I'm not a huge NFL fan, but for NFL fans, Rob, Rob Gronkowski will be a Hall of Famer, I think. I don't know. Don't, don't Hopefully, I, don't make fun of me. I don't know much about the NFL. Multiple but, time Super Bowl champ. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, guy's going to be of the Hall of Fame eventually. So, that was, that's his first ever collectible. So, there is value to that, right? In 20, 30 years from now, you look back at the, the, the Hall of Famers and, and the 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 players of, of, of the past, and you'll say, holy, holy S, that's Rob Gronkowski's first ever NFT minted in the blockchain. So to me, backed authenticated collectibles have a lot of value as collectibles. So that's the way I look at things, right? Uh, I won't go and buy, like, I saw like a rapper did um, sold his album for a dollar or something, something like that. I, I don't even know. It was Tory Lanez. Yeah, I, I don't know much about, about yeah. hip-hop, but um that was a great fucking idea i loved it because um he only gave it sold it for a dollar and now his fans get on his album for a dollar so those things are valuable no matter who it is right it's an artist a mediocre plus uh, artist uh, i think there is a lot of value to, uh, to to this now how do you avoid cash scraps i wanna i wanna i wanna say right how the red flags i'm looking for you know we something to know about eternity is we've rejected more talent than we actually signed like I can't mention names because I don't want to be disrespectful. Of course, of course. We That's did, huge. We rejected more talent that we actually have onboarded, and we have onboarded a lot, buddy. <laughs> so um no. I've noticed that a lot of notable figures will talk to multiple marketplaces and, and NFT producers on creating collections. So when you know there's gonna be too much supply and too much of the same thing, it 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 at the same time it kind of degrades the value of the first, the second, and the third, right? So imagine a next player, you can mention whoever you want. Uh, let's say the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo, because I'm Greek as well, so I, I, I like the guy a lot. If he releases 30 NFT collections in a month, what really has value? Yes, the first one have a slight advantage, but it's too many. you got to control supply. you got to make sure the things you yeah. sell are not being done multiple times to protect your customers and, and the community. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, that that first NFT is huge, like for Messi and even some of the legends like Pele, you know, people people like that, even if they're, you know, not playing or, or not around, um, you know, it's, 
it's the first and you know it's that's you know in physical collectibles like in cards rookie cards it's the same it's the same principle cross applied into digital collectibles even if it's not a card even if it's art yeah. um the first early works of you know even the legend the da vinci's they hold premiums and then there's the best pieces that follow that so it's the rookie and then it's the best pieces which the market decides on that um Hundred percent. I love when the market decides everything. It's literally up to. That's why I think. That's why I love decentralization so much because it's all up to the people to decide. Prices, how things are going to be run, DAOs, what's the future? It's definitely better that way. Speaking of speaking of Pele, what what was that drop like for you? I know you're a huge soccer fan, and yeah, huge. Uh, I know that that was one of the first drops. We sold this out, I think, within a day. Whole thing sold out. Visual Lab did a tremendous work alongside Rafa Zabala, who's literally a master digital sculptor. Like, my two favorite digital sculpt sculptors in the world is Rafa Grosseri, number one. Guy's a master. And Rafa Zabala. Um, Rafa actually does the physical things as well. But I think they're both Brazilian, so it might mean something. The Brazilians are great artists. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Visual Lab did uh, 3D renders and they did a great job. I love Visual Lab. We've been working with them for a while now. Well, in honor of that, got something special for you to get your physical collection started. Come on, a man. Signed 8x10 graded a 10. So it's wow, the highest grade possible of Pele. I'm going to mail it to you. I uh, love that. And it is a very nice piece to commemorate that drop. Because you got to have some physical for all the digital. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you so much. And now I'll do something for you. Because I bought two Pele legendaries. I'll, I'll send you a Pele legendary. So you'll, you'll send me your MetaMask after this. And I'll, I'll get you a Pele legendary. So you have it as well. That's Thank you so much. That's amazing, man. I really appreciate um, that. Of course, man. We got to get your, your physical collection started. Do you still have any of those soccer stickers from when you were a kid? No, but I might have. I bought some. Uh, I was, I've, bought, I've been buying stuff. So let me yeah, let's see got. what you got. So I got some. I got some um, Panini and Tops cards. So look, those are the cards. So I got a Messi, okay, Barcelona jersey. I got a Modric. I got the UEFA Champions League ones. I got a. What's that? Oh yeah, that's the Greek freak. I got some mixed basketball and soccer. That's the Greek freak. I got Mosala from Liverpool, great player. So I got a few. I got I got a little some of them. <laughs> oh, I have a, a Zion one. I don't know if it has any value, but go. it looks good. <laughs> it looks good. It does so, look good. Yeah, I got some Panini Prism. I got some Panini Prism. I think I got an Iverson. I don't know. You know better than me in basketball. So I so I got a lot of them. Did you I, break these boxes? I fucking enjoy breaking boxes. I swear Dude, to God. It's addicting though. Be careful. <laughs> half of it, half of it is breaking the boxes. It's not about like, if for, to me, it doesn't matter if those are valuable or not, as far as they look good. So for me, it's purely collectible. Um, the, the, the reason is because I just love collectibles. Yeah, I got, I got one of your boy. I'll throw it in. Giannis. Yeah, I love Giannis. I love Giannis. Hopefully we get him to do an NFT soon. We're working on that. He hasn't done anything, right? For now. We'll see. <laughs> he needs to he needs to the whole the whole fam it's got a got some brothers in the league too mm -hmm. um now in terms of uh 
you know, the blockchain and, and crypto, obviously it's, it's come an incredibly long way because if you wanted to buy Bitcoin way back in the day, you, I, I mean, I don't even know how you did it. You had to have like hard drives and this and that. And then I, I used Liberty, Liberty Exchange. Whoever has been around for a while, they know what I'm talking about. Liberty. It's, it was the Liberty something, Liberty, Liberty Exchange. But they used to have local Bitcoins back then. So you could even trade cash for Bitcoin. I did that as well a lot of times. Um, you did? Some cash, what did they you give know what you? What was oh, the yeah, physical thing they gave you? You'll, you'll meet, no, they'll, they'll, they'll send it in your Bitcoin address. So you'll meet, you'll meet in person, you'll give them cash. It was such a crazy days back then, man. It, it all, like, you know, you'll save some money from your paycheck back then, you know, and you'll have 500 bucks and you'll go, okay, can I have some Bitcoins? And you'll meet with a random person through local Bitcoins, which are, the guys are OGs, you know, they started this space. They were, they were visionaries and, and early thinkers back then. And you'll meet with people and get Bitcoins up front. It's, it was crazy. That's so insane. Yeah. Now, I've heard from a lot of people that you were the one that told them about Bitcoin. Who told you about Bitcoin early in the day? Yeah, that's that, that's funny. I, actually, it came out of nowhere. I, I, I used to play poker, hence, hence that ugly tattoo here. But I used to play a lot of poker, which, by the way, I'm playing on a poker charity poker tournament with Phil Ivey, Vince oh, Vaughn. Uh, Mr. Beast and some other cool founders from Bi the Binance founder, I think. Elio was a good friend of mine from Superfarm. And um, some other founders, we, we play on an actually digital uh, poker game with Virtue Poker, September 26th. Uh, Joe Lubin, the co-founder of Ethereum, is playing with us as well. It's going to be fun. So I'm, I'm not playing that often. Uh, I'm only like, I, I'll do just some charity things here and there, but I, I don't really have time to play. But back back in when I was 21 years old, 22 years old, I really, I, I was playing a lot of poker, right? Especially when I used to live in Greece back then. And um, I was in Vegas, poker table. I was playing bad and I was losing. And uh, I met this guy who just <laughs> mentioned, mentioned something about Bitcoin and we went and got a drink in the bar right after the game was ended. And then he explained how it works. And, and I had this little great gambler's mentality and i just put some money into it and it really worked well that, that's how exactly that was the only money you put into it or uh, did you put in after i got addicted to it and i i started i i, I dug the rabbit hole <laughs> and i started what? understanding blockchain because I, I was not in any um cryptographer communities like these guys were all geez being in like eric forest and even vitalik who was early and early bitcoiner for those who don't know vitalik was an early bitcoiner and he became the Ethereum guy later and built that. How Not much later game. was did Ethereum launch after Bitcoin? I, I don't remember. I think 12 or 13. I might be mistaken here. 12 or 13. I think it went on Coinbase 2016 or 15. I think 16 it went on Coinbase. And it stood up at 7. But uh, Vitaly was working on that since, since back. And then when, when did Bitcoin launch? 2009 officially. The first mint. Do Are any of those first buyers and holders still around we don't we don't Anonymous. know yeah satoshi's wallet has billions of dollars in bitcoin which eventually will be trillions one day and he hasn't moved a single one we don't even know if he's alive it's a good it's a good thing it's a good problem for the cia to find so good luck with that <laughs> i wish we i wish we all knew who satoshi was man the guys are so for those those. for those who don't know the founder of bitcoin is unknown but goes by the name satoshi which could be a real name could not be satoshi you're saying 
will will one day have trillions of dollars in their wallet, uh, and uh, hopefully for all other bit doesn't move the single one. He hasn't moved a single one. No transactions since back then. The crazy thing about some of these huge like whale holders is sometimes they will die and nobody has access to the wallets. So it's just, it's lost and Bitcoin is a finite supply. Um, so the fewer Bitcoin there are, the more valuable it makes the others. Oh, there, there's so, millions of Bitcoins lost. The, the supply is way lower than they think. You think it's oh, millions. Oh yeah, 100%. I know friends of mine who lost I can't mention somebody, but somebody who works for us in Eternity right now lost about half a million dollars of Bitcoin because he lost his password. He can't just you just can't you just can't lose your password. It's a it's a it's a principle in crypto, which is good because if you can't get in, nobody can get in. So it's all up to you. It's and you have full control. If you fuck up, can I say fuck up on your podcast? Yeah, you can say. If you if you fuck up, you fuck up for yourself. So. There is yeah. no bank who will tell you we're taking your money away. It's all you, buddy. It's all you, and it's you know you have full financial and full freedom and control on your own actions. You lost your password. Sorry. Now, as a true OG in the space, having been in Bitcoin early and NFTs early, what do you see when you see Dogecoin come along? Like, what's what's going through your head when you see that yeah. that mess? I don't want to be a hater. Uh, you know, I think haters are not very open-minded and I'm not going to be a, a hater. I'm not a Bitcoin maxi, by the way. There's crazy Bitcoin maxis there who think if you're not with Bitcoin, you're, you're, you're against uh, freedom. I, I'm not like that. Um, <laughs> that sounds like somebody who owns a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, yeah. But still, man, there's, there's guys out there who own Bitcoin since back then and they literally in it for, 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 for the game, not for the money. And, you know, they started the super maxi movements. I respect what they do because they're not doing it for the money. And anyone whose motives are no financial are lots of respect. I never said I'm doing everything for free, you know, who doesn't like making money, right? But still, obviously, there are principles and I believe in decentralization, but it's a business as well. Like Eric Voorhees is the greatest example. He's a maxi and he's been around. He's a real OG, but safe shift. He has company who's making a lot of money now and, and lots of respect to him. Um, so he's balanced, you know, you know, ancient Greeks said something balance is everything. And that's where I stand from. So you can still be a believer and you can still, still be an advocate and you can still biz, build businesses around these products. Right. So you can, you can do everything. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I lost my flow. What I was saying, what was the question? <laughs> uh, Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah. Dogecoin. Yeah, man. Listen, Dogecoin is, it's, it's, it was a joke that, this guy started, I don't even know his name. Um, people have money to spare for fun. People bought it and it was always a uh, shit coin. Nobody really cared about it. I, I've never bought a single one. I don't like just buying things for fun and I wouldn't suggest this to anyone. Yeah. And you have all this, um, this, this, I don't, I'm trying not to say, do not curse. Uh, all these influencers, Instagram influencers and, and TikTok influencers. Uh, and that they just come in and and chill and 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 actually the damage they do is 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 worse. And you have Elon Musk who's, who's bored and and he jumps in and, and tweets things and people go and buy. It's actually their fault. They go buy this thing and uh, they think they're all gonna make money and it's all a Ponzi scheme. It's all a Ponzi scheme. Things going up. They 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 let the next ones know. Oh, buy! It's gonna go up. The next ones buy, and now all of them tell them the next ones to buy, and the next ones buy, and it's a chain of events that's 
has no utility, zero reason. Unless you say, okay, it's a meme token. What is utility? Zero. Um, they don't even have devs. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to be a hater. Um, no, that, that are, I, I think people I are think free to. Well. Yeah, people are free to free to make their own this financial decision. So, um, if they think Dogecoin is a good investment and they urge others to to buy it, I'd like to debate them. But I don't really have time for this. So, good luck to Dogecoin. Not a huge fan here. <laughs> of course. No, that that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I I feel like. Um you know, and, and to speak to the influencer and celebrity side, I mean, honestly, I think that's the most dangerous thing because you've got, uh, I think the, I wish there was more education, like the same way financial literacy should be taught in schools. There's no reason that digital crypto NFT literacy shouldn't be taught, you know, from a young age or by, there should be more influences out there pushing it, you know, whereas now it's just, all of these people who had followings from unrelated things, you know, just because they have followings, think that they're all of a sudden an expert in something unrelated to why they have their following and then start pushing it, usually just because they see a big financial opportunity. Um, but the byproduct is that you're hurting young audiences um, and that this happens often in, in new cryptos that pop up and sometimes NFTs as well. But uh, I just think it's so important for everybody to look for the people who are in it for the long run, because yeah. I feel like that's, that's the number one indicator. How long have they been in it? And if they're not, what's their credit, long-term credibility outside of it? Yeah. And the thing for those people who are doing that, it makes no sense because this is a very long game we're all playing and that's, you know, shooting yourself in the foot in the first minute. It's, 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 and, and I agree hundred percent and, and, and to add something. So I don't want to, I don't want them. A lot of people will be mad at me after this and, and I don't really care, but a lot of these celebrities and notable figures and DJs and, and influencers, listen, they have an image out there and they have a platform and, and, and great for them, but they can, I think they should create their own collectibles and their, their own uh, things that actually um, can sell to their communities and their, their followers and their fans. But when you seal tokens and that they will make you money, number one, this is illegal to do. And number two, you, you, you really have to be ready to take responsibility for someone to lose their, their life savings because people do it. People bet their whole paycheck on things like that. So you got to be very, very careful what you promise and you got to be very, very careful. Who do you urging to buy those things? There's so many other ways to make money. <laughs> go get a job how about that yeah how about that how, how's that <laughs> um what what are some of the projects um that you're most excited about whether it be on the eternity front or outside you know maybe because of a ton of utility like crypto punks are the one outlier to me though obviously i understand they're like the mona lisa of uh, crypto, but is the utility just access to that exclusive community or what is that point? Whereas like certain Eternity, you know, NFTs have more utility than CryptoPunks. Why, you know? Well, it's two different things. First of all, Eternity is digital collectibles and, and, and sports cards and, and music and, and but CryptoPunks is culture. Remember that, Buster. CryptoPunks is culture. That's what CryptoPunks are. There is no utility, but it's culture. Community and all that stuff, it's fine. 
CryptoPunks represent the first ever project, not the first one, but the first one major of the first projects, one of the first projects on the blockchain as a collectible. And it, it, it represents a little bit of that cyberpunk um, rebel type nerd kids who that's what we all are in, in, in the blockchain. That's what these guys were when they started. And that's what most of us is. And um, that's what people appreciated about, about for on it. And that's why people bought it. And I did not claim it for free. Unfortunately, I had to pay for it, but um, I missed it <laughs> for days. I think, I think I was snowboarding somewhere. I don't know where. You knew it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I was snowboarding somewhere and I didn't, I didn't get on, get to claim one. Um, I was in the mountains with no internet, but um, that was an fine. I bought it after. <laughs> I, own, <laughs> I own a few, and I'm, I'm, I love it. I I'm gonna always keep it on my desk here. By the way, something to show a, a nice, great way to uh, showcase NFTs. Right, this is the Iwo Jima photo. From wow, our, from our partnership with AP. So this is authenticated and licensed. Um, I bought this one. I, I bought it from the secondary, from the actual buyer, uh, actually. So, um, and I have it in my office and showcasing it in my office. So it's- What it's, is that that you're using? What is that tablet or do they come uh, with certain is, items? Yeah, this is a, an IO screen. We have a partnership with this company that makes those screens that you cannot open yourself, right? You send them, you let them know the art, you make sure that you own it and they give you they give you those platform, those, those screens, they mail you the screens. And it's a great way to showcase it in your office. And, and then if somebody were to ever buy that from you, you would then, how would you get their address to send it to them? Or that just wouldn't no, be No, no, but they get the right to request one. Got it. So they contact us still, there's no decentralization for it. They contact us, we, have, we facilitate that. The, so maybe that is the physical side of it where you could sell the digital and then sell the physical years later yeah, because yeah. there could only be, you know, a handful of them unless they... Yes, I'll tell you the hurdle there. Centralized, yes. Decentralized, no, because somebody has to create the screen. So you always need an IEO or, 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 or an authority to create a screen for you. So right. you contact. Listen, decentralization, like, complete decentralization will never happen. Whoever says it will, they're, they're, they're crazy. But we have to achieve a certain decentralization in, pro, in projects, in government, in finance. Um, we have to, we have to, we must and we have to achieve decentralization for, 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 for the world to be fair. How, yeah, I mean, I already know how much of an impact Bitcoin has had in certain uh, cities and towns, especially in, in third world countries where, um, you know, whether it be inflation, uh, local inflation that can take down entire economies and Bitcoin and being having been paid in Bitcoin, you know, can make the local ice cream seller you know into uh somebody who can provide for everybody you know those sorts of things are incredible now how do you see it impacting uh in a positive way more more people here uh in the states like what do you think the the importance of that is here or do you think it's just the whole world and it's all one yeah yeah, it's 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 the whole world. Um, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, Bitcoin can't be categorized to countries or any kind of borders. So it's free to be whenever the internet is. Like, look at El Salvador; they just made Bitcoin and accepting Bitcoin and gave bit free Bitcoin to all of their residents and citizens. 
Um, so it's if if countries countries will be ready to accept it eventually and and make it a legal tender, then 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 same like El Salvador did and Paraguay and Argentina are looking into it. Um, hopefully, eventually, Bitcoin will be accepted as a global a legal um, tender, and you'll be able to buy things using Bitcoin anywhere and everywhere. Either it's online, either it's um, in person, you swiping your MetaMask wallet or Coinbase wallet or whatever wallet you're using. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a great way and uh, to 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 for adoption, and I think it's a great way to give uh, people the option to accept their salaries in Bitcoin. Or, or any other currency that's out there in the blockchain, any cryptogra- cryptographic currency that people believe in or they like, um, they should be able to have the choice to accept it if they want on their paycheck. Like, who's the NFL player who's actually getting paid in Bitcoin? I don't remember his name. Um, I forget his name as well, but I think he took yeah. half of his paycheck in Bitcoin. And yeah, it's half of his paycheck. Yeah, half. Which is pretty big. Pretty I mean, big. it was, what, 15 million at the time, and now it's probably 30? What do you think the VR implications are going to be for NFTs and, and everything digital? Do you think that, yeah. you know, we're all going to be, I mean, I use my Oculus to shop for physical collectibles online. So you're going to shop? See. I shop for physical in VR uh, and I watch Netflix and everything in VR now. How, what do you think the implications are going to be there in, in that? And off of that, I feel like, and I already see like, prototypes starting to come out online and TikTok and whatnot, where you have your digital outfit and your physical outfit. Somebody holds up a phone to you, they see what digital items you're wearing and they take down the phone and we're yeah. just wearing t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, how do you sort of see NFTs playing into all life and being status things and, and everything there? Well, well, the metaverse is all a virtual project, right? People say metaverse all the time now, it's kind of trendy. But um, yeah, man, VR, VR, uh, VR is another big, big, big aspect of, of NFTs. Not, 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 not that NFTs will have to be on a VR device. Uh, I like, I have two Oculus as well. I, I play sometimes with my friends and it's fun. But what um, games do you play? Um, I play, what is the zombie one that Arizona? Oh, okay. yeah, I, don't, I don't have time to play anymore. Like I used to play. I, I, I don't even have time to climb anymore but um listen everything with the right time and 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 in the right time and always balance i'm i mean the blockchain that doesn't mean i want to live in a, in a metaverse forever right uh, have you seen this movie um one uh, what's the movie with the spillbricks movie um ready player one yes do you see what happens in the end that um they beat these bad guys and eventually they get the oasis back and they right. say okay the oasis is back Will be, but it's only going to be open specific days of, of, the, of the week and a few days it won't because you want people to interact with each other. There is no, no point in life to me to live only in the digital world. Like, listen, I'm, I'm a climber, I, I paraglide, I snowboard. I, I love spending time in the outdoors. I'm not going to be, I don't want to be trapped within those screens forever, right? Now, I choose to be here when I want to and I want to enjoy my digital art and my digital collectibles the same way I, endo- I enjoy the physical stuff when I go out. In yeah, it's, it's, it's both, not one or the other. Both. It's both. People need to understand it's not that we're going to move in a, in, a, in a freaking metaverse forever. We're going to choose to be there when we want to. We're going to choose to be here. When just we like how people have been watching late night TV for an hour every night. It's just the new late night talk show and it's collectible. Um, balance, wanna... balance is key. 
hundred percent. I want to, I want to close this out talking about both a your climbing because <laughs> I, I climbed a very, very, very small, like hundred foot mountain or I'd probably more of a boulder when I was in Yellowstone, like three years ago. And it wasn't going up. That was the problem. It was coming down. <laughs> I hate it. How do you get over that? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I'm not, uh, I'm not like a pro climber or anything. I'm, 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 I've been, Bro, I've seen those photos. Yeah. You're on some pretty, pretty high rocks. Yeah, man. I, I just love nature a lot. And I, I've been paragliding, flying a parachute for a paraglider parachute. So people can understand for about 10 years. So I fly a lot here in, in Malibu and in, I spent a lot of time in Europe flying, have a bunch of videos on my Instagram. Um, paragliding is, an, uh, sorry, climbing is the next step because like I said, being in this world for me, it's not everything. Uh, for me, it's being out and being in this world when I want to is what I want to do. And climbing is like what I enjoy doing when I'm in nature and um, I just love it so much. But recently I, I tore my shoulder so oh, no. it probably needs surgery. I mean, it works, but I can't really put any effort to it. Right. That's why I've lost weight and muscle lately because I can't really climb and I can't really lift weights or do anything. So, uh, you know, it comes with that. It comes with the injuries. It comes with with all that, but it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you get to, go to, you get to actually overcome some fears. Like I was scared of heights when I was a kid. That's why I started yeah. paragliding. I started paragliding because I was scared of heights. And now I love heights. To, that's a good way to do it quick. I love heights right now. I literally take selfies when I fly and and uh, and and, and um, when I climb. I, I just enjoy it so much. But uh, yeah, climbing is fun, man. You, you should get more into it. And, and, and Yosemite is a great place to to go. That's the Mecca in America. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, watching watching those uh, Alex Honnold documentaries yeah. makes you want to. I mean, it not. Like, and then I, I yeah. don't like free solo. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't. This guy I has think a death crazy. Wish. This guy has a death wish. No, yeah, literally, man. That's that's like, I think he's probably the greatest athlete in the world. Has the bigger balls for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's nuts. Um, out, last question. On the environmental side, what, because I know you're, you're super passionate bear, you've been traveling to forests for maybe decades, years. Um, What, what is your role on, on that front? And what is sort of one thing that you would spread to everybody in the world, if you could, on that side, any information or things that people should know uh, to apply to what anybody's lives? Yeah, well, I've, I've been involved with environmental causes my whole life since I was a kid, but but actively me going to the field, it started since 2019 with the Amazon wildfires that I went to Brazil and Bolivia, um, and we had a whole mission uh, from the U.S. helping, shout out to Spencer, um, Spencer Vibes, we came and filmed the whole thing, and shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio, who reposted my, my image, and it went viral worldwide um president of france reposted it multiple other celebrities reposted it but it it was great man Uh, it was very sad to see what was happening and then it was very sad to see and scary in real life because it's easier it's easier looking at it from your phone and your screens and going and seeing it in person it it was a life-changing experience for me and, and and to see the disaster and all that stuff so it's a massive conversation we, we could have if you want another time, but but there, there is a lot of things to be said there um, of how to help 
and mitigate climate change from your diet to um, consumption. And there is a massive debate going on right now with NFTs and if NFTs are actually bad for the environment, which I have a lot of valid points to make. Because a lot of people say things without knowing. Right. Uh, Elon Musk is very smart, but he doesn't know everything. Um, um, but yeah, listen, don't eat, meat a lot of, don't eat a lot of meat. I eat meat once a month, sometimes twice. It's fine. Go enjoy a steak sometimes, but try to balance things. Always, It always comes out of balance. Try to avoid dairy. Uh, and, you know, you're helping little by little for, to reduce consumption on, on things that actually harm the environment. 100%. Um, last question. What are you most excited about right now? What, what gets you the most fired up on the NFT, on the Eternity side? What gets you going every day? That's a great question. Um, it actually really gets me going because, you know, when you have a company and you know you can't wait to wake up the next day to get back to work, uh, you know that something is very interesting there. And that's how I feel about Eternity. I'm very passionate about it. Uh, sometimes, sometimes too passionate. My my, my team can attest to that. Um, um, I'm 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 excited for what will be what we're building, man. I love this transition from physical to digital, and I love how a lot of these notable figures, teams, brands, musicians, artists are embracing this this world. And 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 I'm excited for all the new things and the new art and the new collectibles. And the new technology is something I want to say. We're, we're launching a new technology on our Dak Prescott from the Dallas Cowboys drop. Let's go. September 9th. I'm so excited about this new feature. You'll see it, Buster. I'll, I'll let you know offline what is it because I don't want to break it yet. I want Dak to break it first. But I'm very excited about, from this new technology. It's not something that's it's been done before, but not exactly the way we're doing. With The, the, the way we're about to do it, it's never been done before. And I'm freaking excited about it to introduce new ways and new features uh, to collectors and, and community members, the way to buy things and why and reasons, right? And utilities. Man, I, I cannot wait. Well, Nick, thank you so much for doing this. A man of many talents and a founder and CEO of Eternity. Thank you, Buster. Uh, people, thank you, buddy. Thank you for all your help so far. Of course, man. Much to come. People can find everything on Eternity.io. Correct. Eternity.io and at Eternity on Instagram. We'll see you guys next time. Check it all out. Cheers. Peace. Thanks, Buster.